0: Hey, it's season two of the RK3 show, and I'm excited about what's coming up this season. This season is exciting for me for a variety of reasons. First, I was able to collaborate with my son on the theme song for the show, and I was struggling with this for a couple of months with what it should sound like, and I had gone through about eight iterations, then one day I had an idea but it was incomplete. So I had a producer help me flesh out the musical idea, but I couldn't crystallize what the rest of it should sound like. So one day I'm in the shower because that's where I get all my, my ideas. (laughs) And something said to me, this would be a great opportunity to share something with your son. So an idea came to me and I shared it with my son. And then in less than a minute, He came up with the song, and we went to the studio a couple of days later, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the season, but I'm excited to have worked with my son on this theme song. So let's start the season with a question. What do you do when it feels like you're constantly experiencing a storm in your life? You turn it into a story. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah, let's go. We talking about leadership,
1: communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is a show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already
0: know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The
1: RK3 Show.
0: Yeah, I'm super fired up for this. I hope you're digging the intro like I am. I'm dancing in here, y'all. Really? I am. Listen, I just want to shout out my son, Robert IV. That's right. We're building a dynasty. The music producer, Stefan Elsbeth for the vocals and Don El Josiah from Arc Recording Studio here in Maryland for the help in putting this all together. Do me a favor. Let me know what you think about the song, my son's work, etc. Go to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. All right, robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. And leave me a quick message. If you want to attempt the rap, leave it on the voicemail and I'll play it on an upcoming show. I promise. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear from you. Today, we're going to hear from someone who has used their deepest, darkest storms to create a thriving business. If you're going through some stuff, I want you to listen to this episode, but I don't want you to forget. You can you can still go back a little bit. You can still check out season 1 episodes by going to the 3 showcom That's the rk3show.com or you can catch them on your favorite sites, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, iHeart Radio, TuneIn Radio, and much more. Now, before we jump into the interview for today, if you're interested in becoming a paid speaker, I want you I want to invite you to check out my zero to paid speaker course. Learn how to figure out if you should be speaking, what your topic can be, how to find places to speak, and then how you can get paid for it. Okay? Check the show notes to sign up for my zero to paid speaker 2.0 course. You'll be glad you did. Isn't it time you got paid for your pain? <laughs> and speaking of pain and getting paid for it, my guest today is the trailblazer, Carla R. Cannon. Carla coaches purpose-driven individuals to success by teaching them how to profit from their passion, write a book to bankroll their business, and much more. She's a best-selling author, having written more than 10 books, and she loves to help people turn their storms into their stories. It's about to go down. Let's tell the story. I love what you're up to. I think one of the things that drew me to you or drew my attention your way was I was scrolling through Instagram and you've got a business, you've got a family, you've got a lot of different things happening, but you don't have any shame. Well, let me not say it that way. You're not scared about putting out some of the real stuff. Right to the world. And I see you working out in your living room doing the Taibo Billy Blanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm old school, man. I'm a young soul, but I'm old school, so I take it back to the basics.
0: Wow. 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 So so what makes you, I'll say it this way, so unafraid to share some of that vulnerable you your journey what what, what's happening in your world what how do you get to that place
1: awesome and I think that's an awesome question as well so Robert thank you and again thank you so much for having me what's up everybody I'm Carla Arcana the trailblazer so what made me so unafraid um and I didn't start out this way because I used to be scared of everything and that's why I created things like breaking the cycle of fear and I teach really from a place that I once resided but what makes me so unafraid now is because when I was In those low places, Robert, I longed and yearned for authenticity. Mm. I got tired of seeing people that look like they like, you know what I'm saying? So image driven. And I was like, no, I need somebody that's going to tell the real, the real about entrepreneurship, the real about ministry, the real about being a mom, the real about, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're battling. And so it really was developed from a place of we're hungry for authenticity. And I tell my students and my clients all the time that people aren't looking for someone that's perfect. They look for individuals who they can relate to. So Mm. that's what my struggle was. A lot of what I do derived from struggles that I had, whether it was in business, whether it was in ministry or in my everyday life, it was like, how can I look for someone that looks like me, me who will tell the real? Now, we're starting to see more of that now, but I'm sure you can agree. It wasn't always that way. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. that's pretty much much what helped me. And I learned that seeing other people tell the truth. You know, we talk a lot about six, figure businesses and brands and all of that. But we don't tell people about the expenses like, oh, I, you know, fire your boss. OK, that's great. <laughs> But if you don't have a strategy, you don't have a plan, you don't have a blueprint, you should already be making money before you leave that job, like to replace that income. So it's just those hard conversations. And um, I just found that that is what connected me to my audience. And I even teach that in my programs, whether it's write the book already, your story is the number one connector to your audience. So that's what made me unafraid because I knew that there were women, there were men that were just like me and they were looking for someone who could relate to their pain and become that for them and provide them with tools and strategies. So that's What
0: made me do what I do, man? I I love what you said just now, uh, revealing a little bit about the other side. What Nobody tells you about some of the other things. I remember my very first five-figure contract, and I'm figuring, wow, it's five figures. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. But what most people didn't recognize was that my expenses were Mm -hmm. about five figures (laughs) on that contract, too. So I didn't make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could say my company made X, Y and Z, but there was not a lot that went into Robert's bank account or Robert's pocket. So that real side is, is something that we don't often hear about. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: And thank you for being real, because people don't be honest about that. You know, the first thing they would say and they don't view it. I don't think people view it as being unintegral. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's, oh, I want to be inspirational. But if you go out there, oh, I got this five figure contract. Well, then come back and update us and let us know you also have five-figure <laughs> expenses. You know what I'm saying? So I just think we got to balance this thing out. As an entrepreneur, Robert, I have great days. And then there are some days I just want to throw everything and be like, God, I didn't ask you for this. You know, Right. <laughs> those real moments, you know, and, yeah. and, and as people, we're going to have them. And that's something I do within my brand, even with Women of Standard Network, getting pe- allowing people to be who they are. Like Mm -hmm. Just like, hey, man, be who you are. Be authentic. Like if you're hurting today, be honest and say I'm hurting. If you're on top of the world today, be honest and say that's where I'm at. But just remember what goes up got to come down and it makes you not insane, but it makes you human. And that's what we love. It goes back to authenticity. We want people that we can relate to that. You know, that's like us. It's like, oh, I remember when Robert told that story. He made five figures, but his expenses were the same. <laughs> Let me see if he got a resource that could help me making the same mistake he made. That's what people are looking for.
0: Wow. So you're talking about authenticity. You're talking about being real. You're talking about being vulnerable in the journey. And one of the things that if people look at your website, it says that you do is you help people turn pain into power. That's amazing. That's awesome. And you help people turn pain into power by launching businesses, making money. I I was interviewing somebody else and they said, you got to learn how to make your pain pay.
1: (laughs) Mm I like that. Make your pain pay.
0: Come on. (laughs) So how do people know? It's one thing to go through stuff, Mm -hmm. but how do I know that what I went through is going to be something that can sell or make a viable business? Mm -hmm.
1: That's a great question authenticity combined with strategy will sell every time. Mm.
0: I'm going to say
1: that again. Authenticity combined with strategy will sell every time. I have a book called The Entrepreneurial Blueprint, right? The subtitle is how to to develop your darkest storms into a thriving business. And when I think about my journey, Robert, from 2011 to current, it was my pain that was my launching pad. Mm. I began to create what it is that I desired to get me through those tough moments, right? Like I started out sending, 2011, sending inspirational text messages to people in my phone when I needed to be encouraged, but I was encouraging myself. Did that for a year. Those text messages led to a newsletter. The newsletter led to a magazine, Women of Standard Magazine, where we interviewed the well-known to the unknown. And I had no idea that that was a lucrative thing that God wanted to do through me. But cause, here's what I tell people. You don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes right. you get just enough light for the step that you're on. It's just like your GPS system. She doesn't really talk to you until you get moving. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the same. Sometimes we, we say we can't hear God and not trying to go super spiritual, but that's a part of who I am. Um, yes. That's my faith, right? Like, I believe God called me to do what it is that I do. But we got to combine spirituality with the practicality, and that's what makes it so explosive. But because we don't we sometimes we feel like we don't hear what he's saying it's because you didn't follow the last set of instructions so imagine if in my pain i never started out sending those inspirational texts the text wouldn't have led to a newsletter the newsletter to a magazine the magazine to my first book in 2013 right. and so forth so when you are authentic and you have strategy it's it's gonna be and, and you have the right uh what's what i want you have the right um, motive. That's the word I'm looking for. You have the right motive. You're not just doing it to get rich. I read a lot of biographies, whether it's Oprah, Bill Gates, and so many. And the last thing they talk about is money. They don't, mm-hmm. they didn't do what they do now for money. The money was a byproduct or is a byproduct of their passion, but they would do it regardless. And so I think when you're authentic and you identify a problem that you help people solve, People will your market, your remnant will gravitate to you every single time.
0: So you just said something and I don't want to run by it. You said you wrote your first book in 2013. Yeah. And here we are, only a few years later, maybe six <laughs> years later, and you are a nine time best selling author, which means you are not just writing a book a year. You're you're doing more than that. Tell me a little bit about how, how do you find time to fit that in, number one, and how do you know what is going to make good enough content to put on paper or in a book for people right. to sell or buy?
1: Well, well, one thing is sometimes I don't think you always know, and that's where faith comes in. You don't always know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is going to be a bestseller. I don't always know that. But what I do is I engage my audience. I have a conversation. So for example, my first book was called The Power in Waiting, right? What do you do when what God said doesn't line of what you see? The, a lot of people, a lot of the women in my audience thought, yes, that's about singleness. And they just went on this whole singleness rant. And I was like, nah, the book is about purpose and destiny. You know, what do you do when you have the purpose of God and you have the manifestation of God, but what lies in between is the process, right? Because a lot of people give up in the process. But because I listen to my audience, Guess what I included? Two chapters, single but not alone, part one, part two. And it was explosive, which led to my next book, A Single Woman's Focus. Like, I I didn't have the idea. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to write two books. I was just trying to get out my story. And because I listened to my audience, I listened to what they wanted. And so that's a great nugget there, guys, is... Pay attention, communicate with your audience. Yeah, you want to share your story and that's great, but your your audience will tell you exactly what they need from you. So they want, my audience wanted to hear my story, Robert, but they also was like, hey, I'm in a transition of singleness and I'm struggling. I need this from you, Carla. And because I could relate to it as a single woman, I inserted it in there and the book became a bestseller within 24 hours. And then there was one year I'll say this, I challenged myself. Right. I challenged myself one year. I said, I'm going to release a book a quarter. And the response from my audience was like ridiculous. And I told them, as long as y'all keep reading, I'm going to keep writing.
0: <laughs> wow. So
1: it wasn't like I knew, oh, 11 books, they're all going to do great. Nah, I didn't know that. I just trusted my gut. I remained authentic. I implemented strategy. And that's where we ended up.
0: So you keep dropping in these little things, and we and we and you keep just <laughs> running by them because they are you're used to it. I and you're, talking about, you're talking about listening to your audience.
1: Yeah.
0: And there are a lot of people who say, "Yeah, that's great, Carla. That that sounds good." And and you have an audience. I have some pain. I've got some stuff that I want to release. I've got some stuff that I want to share. But I'm looking around me. I don't see anybody. I don't Mm -hmm. see any audience. So Mm -hmm. how do I find them in the first place so that I can begin to ask them questions?
1: That's a great question. And I like the way you slow me down because I do. I'm so used to it. like, and, and I'm sure if I had a conversation with you and your your uh, niche, you would flow through stuff because you're like, oh, I do this all the time. So this yeah. is also helping me, even as a coach, as a, a speaker, to say, hey, those things that, you know, they become second nature to you. Other people might not get it that fast. So I just want to say, you know, appreciate that. Thank you. So. <laughs> I often say utilize, we we all have tools, but it's how you utilize them. Social media, you first, let's go back. You and I were just talking about radio, how we both were in radio and then now podcasting. And in podcasting, you do what? You share your podcast through social media. That's another vehicle to get your what? Message out to the masses. So here's the deal, guys. A lot of times we make excuses. And I believe that excuses are monuments of nothingness. They build bridges to nowhere. Those who use these tools of incompetence seldom become anything but nothing at all. So you have to stop making excuses saying, I don't have a voice. I don't have a message. I don't have an audience. There are over 7 billion people in the world, and a lot of them are on social media. You know what you do? You get your marketing. You get your strategy, and you go live. You press the button. See, I came around... Back when conference calls was a big thing. I would sh- utilize my social media when I was, y'all remember those uh, uh-huh. newsletters I was telling you about? I pushed them digitally and they were free. And that's another thing. I ain't trying to go into too much, Robert. Yeah. That's another thing. Money wasn't on my mind at that time. I wanted impact. I wanted to help people get unlocked, unleashed, and activated into purpose. So I utilized social media. I shared content. I shared it, shared it. I didn't use my social media as a journal. I used my social media as a vehicle to help get a message out to the masses. And you know what happened? The more I put information out, the few that I had went and told other people. Those few went and told other people. Those, right. and it com- and it continued. And so what happened was, I I would do, I would, then I, then, so that's one thing. Finding your audience on social media. Well then, I wanted to learn how to get my audience off of social media. Onto my website that's a whole nother conversation right? right but I began to do conference calls and do you know I didn't have a big name I didn't have a whole lot going on I had nobody to put me on and over a hundred women would get on this conference call simply because I was consistent on social media my message spoke to their need uh, and, and, and then I was authentic in my approach and then I invited them on a conference line and said, hey, let's have a conversation. And then I was able to pitch a product in the end. Once I realized you really have a business, Carla, like this is starting your business. You yeah. And I didn't realize I had such a creative mind to create programs and write books and, you know, workshops and all of these things. I could create a program and like a few hours like that's a gift and we all have it but we can't be afraid to utilize it so utilizing social media to your advantage that's going to be the key to getting your message out to the masses
0: communication motivation leadership and more you're listening to the rk3 show Hey, are you interested in telling your story in a way that's more impactful, inspirational and influential? Come on and join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. That's the Storytellers Growth Lab. Come on over and we'll share with you tips, tricks and tutorials on ways of making your story even more convincing, how you can connect with others and even make some cash while you tell it. Come on, join us in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. I'll see you there. And now back to the show. Let's flip, flip the script for just a moment here. It's You've got, as you mentioned, 7 billion people in the world and a lot of them on social media, which means that there are a lot of stories being told. There are a lot of people that are hopping mm-hmm. on Facebook Live and I would dare say the vast majority of them really have no strategy for what they're doing on social media. So the market is is saturated in some oh, ways. Absolutely. There are a lot of voices, a lot of distractions mm-hmm. happening. How do I tell my story in a way that attracts the people that need to hear it what, what, what do I need to be doing
1: absolutely and, and and here I know and a lot of times we want a, a, a in-depth answer but yeah. sometimes it's simple like I'm gonna be honest it's a lot of faking going on out here on social media it just <laughs> is like a lot yeah. of people are not Being transparent. Like if you follow someone long enough, you'd be like, okay, I know they make six figures in their business. Okay, I get it. I get it. And you hear more about the wins than you do the challenges. So that's something that people can do is research those people that you love to follow. Look and see what's missing. Cause that's mm. what I did. The people that I loved and was like, oh, she bad. Oh, he bad. He's awesome. I paid attention to their brand and said, wait a minute. I keep hearing that there's a place for me, right? No matter how overly saturated a market is, I have a voice and there's a space for me. So I found what was missing. If I had the same or similar messaging as someone else, I would study them. I'm just being honest. I would study yeah. them, and and I'm not in the whole into copying. People say copycat. As long as you're copying the right cat, I disagree with that. I believe that you can be authentic, and you know you can uh, duplicate the message without copying someone else's message, yeah. right? But I would look at what's missing. What what are they not hitting on? What what makes me how can I and that's where strategy comes in. And and yeah, these people may have strategy. They may have mastered the algorithms of social media. But when you look at consistency, when you look yeah. at, OK, being true to who I am. So, for example, when you don't have an audience, you don't know what your audience needs. But if you will just tap into your own pain points, because that's what I did. At first, mm-hmm. I have an audience. I tapped into what was hurting me. And what made me feel better and how I got through that. And I just begin to talk and go live and share the information and people begin to gravitate to it. So, of course, now with Periscope and Twitter and Instagram and there's so much content you are in uh, competition with. One of the things that I learned that worked for me when I was really in that flow. I don't do it as much now, but when I was really in that flow, set in a certain time and day. That I will go live and let the, and, and was very consistent. So they knew, yeah. okay, Mondays through Friday, 9 a.m. for 30 minutes, Carla's going to be live or hour. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. And, and, and how you, and there's so many things I could share, but even your titles, I see people drop the ball. They'll have great content. But their video, their background, their presentation is just horrible. It's almost like a book cover. Like people do judge things by what they see. They pick up your book cover and it's poorly manufactured, you know, misspelled words. But the content is amazing. They're never going to get to it because they were turned off by the external. And that's the world that we live in.
0: Wow. So you are doing a really good job of helping me segue here because you just <laughs> talked about book covers. You talked about book covers and you're talking about one of the big things that we just talked about was you, you were a nine time best selling author, which means that writing is mm-hmm. a core strategy for you and your business. Yes. Why is writing an important part of the journey for entrepreneurs? I think, let me talk about myself. I think for
1: me, writing. It is, it has, and always will be therapeutic. Whether mm. it's my personal journal, whether it's my blog that people can, you know, tap into on my website, but I think it's just important. It's a great way to, <clears throat> excuse me, to 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 detox. It's a great way to get out of you what's been on the inside of you. But then it's also a great way to get your message out to the masses as well. And the reason why I say that is because we have different learning styles. Some people are visual. And then some people will rather read a book. I have some people that I love that I like listening to rather than reading their material and vice versa. So it kind of helps you hit different areas. You know what I mean? And writing a book is a great way to Launch your coaching practice or launch your speaking practice. You know what I mean? Think about it. Your book will go places that your feet may never tread. My book has been in the UK and, you know, different places that I've never been because of mediums like Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Nook, and so far. So I think packaging your message is a great way to get your, ma- your message out to the masses because... That's gonna lead people to want to say, "Hey, Robert, I read your book. I love the way you share this. Can you come speak to my 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 staff about leadership and communication? I I think that would be great." In chapter two, you talked about this. Could you just focus on chapter two in this group? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, books nowadays are modern day business cards. Mm. They really are. Like, I I get it. We carry business cards. I understand. I carry a book with me everywhere I go. Everywhere wow. I go, because you never know. What door of opportunity
0: that's gonna open for you? Wow. So I definitely now, believe
1: that every entrepreneur
0: should write a book. Well, you brought a bring up a really great point. Writing a book, you believe everyone should write a book. Mm-hmm. However, writing is not always the easiest thing for people to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it it really does take a certain sense of discipline to get there. However, mm-hmm. you have a book called Write. The doggone book already. (laughs) No, I I put the (laughs) doggone in there. Write the book already. How to write a best-selling book in seven days. Yeah. Can you share with us a couple of steps or a couple of things that we need to do to get on that book and and get it pushed out in seven days?
1: Absolutely. And before I do that, I want to say this. Writing any goal that you have, don't feel like you have to go at it alone. It's just like an entrepreneurship. We understand that we're in business for ourselves, but we're not in business by ourselves. So connecting with a coach or a mentor or someone that can assist, it's almost like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm expiring to be a speaker, then I know I need to hire Robert Kennedy. He's a speaker coach. Like, why would I not connect and learn these tools and strategies and work one on one with them? Writing is the same thing. And I found that so many people, Robert, are stuck because they're not reaching out for help. They think Mm. the only help you can get is, oh, if I go work with a major publisher, not necessarily. I serve as a writing coach and I teach these strategies and I have taught like hundreds of people, how to write a book in seven days. And the people are like like, oh, that's not realistic. It's like, yeah, it is. Once you have the blueprint, and this is what I say, your outline to your book is what a business plan is to your business.
0: Mm, wow.
1: Your outline to your book is what your business plan is to your business. So there are steps that I take authors through, aspiring authors through, that when they sit down to write, they're like, wow, I see how we can write a book in seven days. So, to answer your question, two important steps to writing a best selling book is number one, you have to be clear on who you're talking to mm-hmm. and, wow. and what you have to say. All right? And if we had to add a third one, why should anyone care? I know that sounds cold, but like Robert talked about earlier, and it's, it's a lot of information out here. Like when you go to Barnes & Noble, what's going to make your book stand out in the self-help or business or Christian section? Like what is going to make it stand out? So you want to be clear on who you're talking to and what you have to say. And so you do this by way of identifying your target audience. Like, really knowing and I like to just focus on what's hurting them. Like, I get it. I understand, you know, if you look into the psychodemographics and all that stuff and how much money they make and, you know, where they like to congregate, I personally don't do that. And I'm 11 books in. I don't do that. I focus on what's the pain point? What do they need from me? Who are they? And what problem am I designed to solve for them? Mm. And then lastly, if I had to throw in another bonus, it would be use your story as a connector to your audience, I often tell people, your story is not the bread and butter. Your story is the connector. The bread and butter is the tips, the tools, and the strategies and resources that you're unveiling within the pages of your book. So that's what I would share regarding that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Carla, we could talk all day. And I know that you can give us a life lesson, a master class in (laughs) writing books and turning our pain into power, turning our pain into payment, turning our payment into pain into pesos. I was looking for another P
1: (laughs) profit. Profit. Here. Purpose. It's a lot of peas. Profit, Are you paying in the purpose?
0: Paying in the passion. turning in the. We can just go on with the pain. We can. So, how do people get in touch with you? How do they get connected to you so that they can find out a little bit more about Carla and and, and how she helps people to make crazy impact in the world.
1: Thank you. And again, Robert, thank you so much for this opportunity. So many people out here in the world, and you chose me. And I'm just, I never take that for granted. But I am at Carla R. Cannon. I keep it simple, real simple. Carla R. Cannon on all social media outlets. My website is CarlaCannon.com. If you had to choose the outlet, Instagram is my favorite. I, yeah. Facebook is good too, but Instagram is my favorite. Um, so Carla R. Cannon, all social media outlets. And then my website is CarlaCannon.com.
0: Wow, your storm may capsize you, but it doesn't have to complete you. Your pain may hurt you, but it doesn't have to hold you. Isn't it time you made your pain pay? Tell your story. Get out of your comfort zone and show someone else what's possible. Show them how you made it to this moment. And speaking of pain, I want to talk about football for just a moment. Wow, love the transition. (laughs) In our next episode. We're going to talk to former NFL player, ESPN analyst, and motivational speaker Meryl Hodge in an episode called Stories from the Football Field. All right? Stories from the Football Field. Don't forget it. If you want to be a speaker like Meryl, check the show notes for links to the Zero to Page Speaker course. There's also a link in the show notes sharing 28 ways you can find speaking gigs. Download that and start telling your story. Lastly, I want you to join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. That's the Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook. We're looking to equip 1 million people to tell their stories with confidence and for profit. Listen, I know that life ain't always easy and you've got a lot of stuff happening to you. But guess what? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'll see you next time.